All right, guys. Um, we are in week five of this series, Growing Through Storms. The goal is not just to go through them, but to actually learn from them. And um, I've spent a lot of time reading from a passage in Matthew 7. This morning, I actually want to preach it. So uh, I'm going to ask for two favors. If you have your Bible, we're going to be in uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 7. And uh, we're going to start in verse... Um, let me put on my glasses. Uh, we're going to start in Matthew 7, not Romans 7. That's why, that's why it doesn't look right. We're going to start in Matthew 7 in verse 24. Uh, also, I w- I'd love it if you'd take notes, guys. Um, when, when you come in every week with us, we've got kind of hard copy bulletins, and uh, they have blanks therein. You can open it, uh, kind of take hand, uh, hand-drawn notes, or um, you can use our digital sermon notes, uh, same way that you do the offering. You open up the camera app on your phone, point it to QR code, and uh, they're pretty awesome. They've got hyperlinks, uh, fill in the blanks, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm going to pray for our time in God's Word, then we're going to jump in. Uh, Lord, um, we're asking for wisdom right now as we prepare our hearts to study your Word. King Jesus, this is all about you. Holy Spirit, you're our teacher, you're our guide. We pray that you come and take your place in our pulpit, that you would exalt Jesus Christ in our midst. That's, that's your role, is to shine glory upon him, uh, to teach us about him from the inside out. And we pray that you would do just that this morning. Let us see Jesus so clearly. And God, let us see ourselves clearly as well, God. Uh, it's a big, big morning uh, in your word as, as, uh, as we gather together. So be glorified, God, in all that we think, say, and do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, guys, here it is, uh, Matthew chapter 7. You've heard me read this several times throughout this study, starting in verse 24. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like their scribes. And uh, there's three things I want you to see this morning all kind of building on one another. And and here's the first. It's a big idea, guys, is that we all build our lives on someone. Okay? We all build our lives on someone. Now, I I know what you want to put in the blank there is not someone. You want to write down something. But that's that's not accurate. I want you to write down someone. We all build our lives on someone. And I I want to show you. I'm going to read... Verse 24, I just read it, but I want to read it again because I want you to hear what it is saying. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine, the words of Jesus, and he says, whoever hears them and puts them into practice, that's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And here's what I'm saying to you. uh, The rock is not a thing. It is a person, specifically it is the person of Jesus Christ. So whoever builds their life on what I say, whoever listens to me and does what I say, whoever builds their life upon me, that's a wise man. But whoever doesn't is a fool. Okay? And, and, and listen, this is throughout the Bible points to Jesus as this rock. This shouldn't come as anything new or, or surprising 
to us, uh, Isaiah uh, 28, 16. Therefore the Lord God said, Look, I have laid a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. The one who believes will be unshakable. We find the same concept in the New Testament, speaking of Jesus. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 3.11, For no one can lay any foundation other than what has been laid down. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus. So, so listen, when, when we study Matthew 7, and it says the wise man builds his house on the rock, the rock isn't a thing, the rock is a person. So let me challenge you with this. If the rock is a person, then the sand has to represent a... You can speak in church, it's okay. A person. Then the sand has to represent a person too. Well, who would that represent? Well, that would represent us. Ever heard the phrase, like shifting sands? Boy, isn't that a great descriptor for us? We are the shifting sands, right? We, we change our minds constantly, don't we? Right? I mean, what we thought was cool at 16, we no longer thought was cool at 26. Uh, we definitely didn't think it was cool at 36. At 46, it might come back around, right? I mean, we're constantly changing our mind about what we believe. Uh, let's not even get into how we feel. Hello? That changes minute by minute, right? Wake up in the morning. Oh, gosh, rough day. Not feeling good, right? Couple cups of coffee. Not too bad. Right? First problem arises, oh, I hate this. Right? And that is us. And y'all, we live in a world that tells you to build your life upon that. For real. That is our society right now. They say, build your whole life on how you feel. Well, that's the dumbest advice I've ever heard, because how I feel changes constantly. Right? You can't build your life on that. Well, build your life on how you think. Well, that's going to change too, because what you think is important at 16 is going to change when you're 60. Right? So if you build your life on what you think or of what you feel, but that is what we do. And what I want you to understand this morning beyond a shadow of a doubt is you are building your life on someone, not something. Eliminate that phrase from your vocabulary. You're not building your life on something. You're building it on someone. And you either build it on Jesus or you build it on yourself or on someone else, which is even scarier. Right? So that's where we began. That's the first truth, guys. We all build our lives on someone. Second thing I want you to understand is that whoever we build our life upon is going to have to bear the weight of the storms of life and bear the weight of the judgment of God that is to come. Whoever we build our life upon has to bear the weight of all the storms that we face and they're going to have to bear the weight of the judgment of God that is to come. So there's two things going on in the passage. I'm going to start with the most immediate. I'm going to, I'm going to start with kind of the storms that we're facing, right? Uh, kind of the most obvious thing. And, and here it is. The storms of life are going to produce a force, right? You know this. The storms of, of life are going to produce a weight, amen? Right? I, I mean, I mean go, go through the passage. I'll put it on the screen. Matthew 7, 25. The rain fell. Uh, the rivers rose, the winds blew, and they pounded the house. So, so fell, that's a force, that's a weight, right? I, I, I mean, that, that, is, that is a weight. So, so there's, a, there's a weight upon you. It says the rivers rose. Uh, it speaks of a torrent or a flood in the original language. That's, that's a weight that's, that's pressing in, that's pressing against, that's pushing, right? 
it, it, it then says that the wind uh, pounded. It, it blew and it pounded. It, it beat against that house. Those are all forces. Those are all weights. And what I'm saying to you is that whoever you build your life upon, that person is the one that has to bear the weight of the storms that you're going through. Right? So if you build your life upon yourself then everything you deal with in life, everything that comes, you are the singular person. You're the foundation. You're the one that has to bear the weight of that barrage. And Jesus says, dude, that's not going to end well. Right? That's not going to end well. We either build our life on, on Jesus or we, we build our life on ourselves. Or think about that weight, that burden. So let me ask you a question. If you build your marriage based on a feeling, how you feel. What happens when you're two or three kids in, you're covered in puke, you haven't slept in three years, and financially you start looking at the other person as an enemy because they bought a Coke on the way to work? How dare you spend $2.17? We didn't even talk about that. Whoa. I tell you, if you built your life upon a feeling, that feeling is going to fade at some point. And whatever you built is going to come crashing down. We've seen it time and time and time again. I'll give you another one. I know a lot of marriages that are built upon their children. They, they, at one point, they fell in love. Somehow that transferred over to now we're parents or we're co-parents together. We live in this. We're partners. And so everything is about their kids, right? Because our kids can't struggle the way that we struggled. Man, that'd be horrible. What horrible parents we would be. We need to make it easier on our kids. Right? I mean, they, don't, they shouldn't have to work for anything. Let's give them a phone when, when they're two. That'd be great. I think that'd be awesome. Man, they'll be better at it than me. Like, I want them to have every opportunity. And listen, I'm, I'm a parent. I, I want the best for my kids. I, I know that it starts with good intention. But before we know it, our entire life is built around our children. And guess what? Children don't stay children. They grow up and become adults. And they leave our home on their own, ill-equipped because we did everything for them. That's a whole other story, a whole other sermon. And when they leave, then we are left looking at one another going, well, I guess we're done. We finished. All right, later. And I've seen it happen time and time and time and time again. People see their marriage is over because their kids are out of the house. Because they built their life upon their children. Not upon Jesus. And listen, I'm not telling you that if you build your life on Jesus, that storms aren't going to come. I've told you week after week after week that they will come. Here's the point, is even though they will hurt, they will not be your end. Even though they'll be tough, they will not be your demise. Right? Because you're not founded in them. You're not defined by them. You are founded in Christ. And you are defined by Jesus, He defines us, not them. And if you're in Christ, check this out, this is really cool. If you're in Christ, if you put your faith in Jesus, you are not responsible for the weight of the storms you're going through. He is, because when you believe in Jesus, at the moment of salvation, you make an exchange. You say, Jesus, here's my life, here's my worry, here's my burdens. I'm now taking your life, and I'm taking your burden, which is light. If you're not experiencing that, something's wrong. Somewhere along the way, you forgot the way it worked. 
Somewhere along the way, you started trying to take responsibility. You started trying to bear the weight. And I'm just telling you, man, it won't end well. So, so, so two things here, right? Whoever we build our life upon has to bear the weight of the storms of life. But whoever we build our life upon also has to bear the weight of the storm that is coming. Okay? Which some refer to as the afterlife. As Christians, we refer to as eternity. Right? It is the judgment of God that is coming. And, and someone has to bear the weight of the judgment and the wrath of God. Somebody has to do it. And maybe you've never heard that before, okay? But it is absolutely true. And by the way, that is the context of Matthew chapter 7, right? It's real easy to get in Matthew 7, 24 through 28 and go, oh, this is nice. I need to build my life on Jesus. Let's go back to Matthew 7, 1, okay? Here it is on the screen. This is how the chapter starts. Don't judge so that you won't be judged. For you will be judged by the same standard with which you judge others, and you will be measured by the same measure you use. Now, it's real easy to read that, and Christians like to dive into that, and they like to dissect that, and they like to figure out, okay, so if I judge somebody this much, then they're going to judge me this much. Do not miss the forest for the trees. You will be judged. That's what it says. Judgment is coming. And if you don't believe me, just read the rest of chapter 7, because time and time again, it begins to lay this out, that there is a judgment that is coming, and that judgment, context of chapter 7, has to do with eternal life, and who gets to spend eternity with God. That is the context of Jesus saying, and, and the wise man will build his house upon the rock, and the foolish man, it's going to be a great crash. It's all in the context of, 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 of 7-1, all the way through 24. And that context is that judgment is coming, and, and, and only certain people, evidently, are going to gain eternal life. And so, let's start in verse 13 and 14. Jesus says, enter through. All right, so, so we've got two foundations. It's where we started, two foundations. There's you or there's Jesus. Someone else or there's Jesus, right? And, and, and get this, now, now we, get, we get two paths or two gates. It says, enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and, the, and, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And there are many who go through it. How narrow, though, is the gate, and difficult is the road that leads to life. So there's two foundations, but there's two gates and two roads also. It says many are going to go down the easy path, and it's not going to end up in life. It's going to end up, it says, the word there is destruction. That is a horrible, horrible word. It's a terrible place. The Bible refers to as hell. It's the absence of God, the absence of his love, the absence of his goodness. It's not awesome. Don't want to be there. It lasts forever. Okay? It's like, listen, there's, there's two, two, two paths, two roads. So here's what I want to say to you again. Listen, we all build our life upon somebody. And whoever you build your life upon is going to have to bear the weight of the storms of life, but they're also going to have to bear the weight of the judgment of God. Okay? And, and that is a weight, I'm just, I, I love you enough to tell you, that is a weight that you cannot bear on your own. That you do not want to bear on your own, which is really the third point. That only those who build their lives on Jesus can endure God's judgment and attain eternal life. Only those who build their lives on Jesus can endure God's judgment and attain eternal life. Y'all, it got quiet. We were happy earlier. God, y'all are, what did you do, pastor? You pulled a quick one on us, right? This is what the passage is about. It's about both of these things. So only those who build their lives on Jesus can endure God's judgment and attain eternal life. Um, Y'all, it is hard to tell uh, how well a house is built from the ground up. Did you know that? I mean, you just look at it, you're like, oh, that's fine, it's good. 
You, you, you can't tell. Same, same way with, with, with Christians and non-Christians. You can't always tell. And, and, and so Matthew 7 begins talking about this duality. It's like, hey, there's, there's, there's two paths. There's, there's two roads. And, and it's hard to tell, right? It's even hard to tell in, in the church. So Matthew continues on. Now Jesus is speaking here. And so now Jesus is going to talk about there, there's a test, right? There's a test about false teachers even. And, and so people in the church... Could, could have it wrong. They could look like they have it right, but their foundation could actually not be on Christ. It could be on something else, and they could crumble, right? And so this is, this is, this is important. So Matthew 7, 16 through 18, you'll recognize them by their fruit. All grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs uh, from their thistles. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. All right, two foundations, two paths, two roads, two trees. Good or bad, right? That's, 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 that's the test. A good tree produces good fruit. That's what it does, right? And, and then we find this in, in verse 21 and 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Now, and notice that phrase there, does the will of my Father in heaven, and then Jesus says these words to us in our passage, therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them. Sounds pretty similar, doesn't it? Sounds pretty similar. And what Jesus is lovingly saying is, hey, you need me in life, but you absolutely need me for eternal life. That's why in John 10.10, Jesus is going to look at everybody that's looking at him, and he's going to say, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me. Because when it is all done and said, and I'm not talking just about your life, I'm talking about like, like when Jesus comes back, you can read this. It says there's going to be a great separation. He's going to, on one side are going to be all the sheep that know him. And on the other side are going to be all the goats. And man, they're going, to, they're going to have to pay. They're going to have to bear the weight of their own sin. And, and the Bible says it's going to end with a great crash. It's going to be horrible. Okay? But all those that have put their faith in, in Christ, that same judgment, he's our foundation. And they'll be left standing. Isn't that cool? That's what Jesus has done for us. He's not just here for what you're going through. He's here for what you're going to be going through. Amen? So we've got to study those passages in context. So what do we do with that knowledge now? I think there's a couple things, okay? Let's start, though, before we get to the application with our big idea. All right? Every week there's a big idea. Here's our big idea this week. Is that storms reveal our foundation. So the title of the series is Growing Through Storms. And you say, well, how can I grow from this? Well, here it is. Man, storms can be a great litmus test for you. They can really reveal who your foundation is. They can show you. And listen, if stuff starts falling apart, you know some things, right? Either you've built that area of your life on, not on Jesus. I'll talk about that in a second. Or maybe that, like, it's meant to make you question. It is. And the beautiful thing about that is if, if something happens and it shakes you to your core and it reveals to you that you've built your life upon something other than Jesus, well, praise God for that. 
because you still have time to change. While you still have breath in your lungs, it is not too late to say, Jesus, I need to build my life on you. Man, help me do that. Man, come into my life. I want to follow you. I want to do what you say. Right? I'm tired of doing what I say. It's not working out so great. Right? Any, anybody, um, let, let's go back to childhood. I want to go childhood, okay? Did anybody ever build the stacks of, of cards or dominoes? Did anybody ever do that? Yep. Try to get them as high as you could, right? Did anybody have an annoying family member? You know where I'm going, right? That just thought it was so funny to <laughs> blow on it or step. Did anybody have that? Like I didn't have, I didn't have brothers or sisters, but I had cousins, and they would see what I'm doing. They'd walk by, and like, like they knew if they pushed the table, I was going to smack them, right? So they would just walk by, and she would be like, <laughs> right? Just the whole thing. How frustrating is that? It's frustrating when everything you build just, just falls, right? It really is. Okay, so we, we got to learn. We got to learn. If, if, if that is happening to you, that is a sign that something is wrong. So learn from it. Grow from it. Good man, Jesus, thanks for letting that fall. I must have done something wrong. How do I build this area upon you? so that it'll remain, so that it'll stand the test of time. Amen? Does that make sense? Okay. So I want to give you some application. I'm going to let you go. Uh, number one, guys, I want to challenge you uh, to build your life on Jesus, not upon yourself or, for that matter, on anybody else. To build your life upon Jesus, uh, not on yourself. You cannot bear the weight of, of the storms of life. You just can't. I mean, that, that for, it's too much. It is too much. And maybe you walk through the door and you came here this morning because that's what you're going through. You're like, I am going through too much, right? I am tired. I am weary. I want to tell you, like, you don't have to be. You can exchange that tiredness. You can exchange that weariness for the joy of Jesus. You can. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. For my burden is easy. My yoke is light. So you can exchange that but you've got to give it to Jesus. And so I want to challenge you to do that this morning, maybe for the first time ever. You know, we've got students here every, every week. Some of them have been learning about Jesus. Maybe, maybe it's your time. Maybe you've been hearing and hearing and hearing, and you're like, man, I've I got to do that. Maybe, maybe you just walked in this morning, you're in the midst of some really hard things. You're like, I don't even know how to make that exchange, Pastor. Come see me at the end of the service. I, I'd love to talk to you about how to, how to give those things, how to give your life over to Jesus Christ. It is absolutely worth it. Now, uh, for you believers, don't think that I'm not talking to you. Boy, believers, I love you guys. I've been doing it a while too, I know. You zone out. Oh, it's about salvation. doesn't have to do with me. Uh, this has to do with you. Because even as a believer, here's what we like to do, y'all. Uh, may, Jesus may be the foundation, right? We might be saved, but, but we all think our own thoughts, right? About what's good or right or finances, you know, like, oh, well, I'm just going to. I'm going to do this over here. I'm going, to, I'm going to mess with that over here. And we, you know, just like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And so we end up uh, building, I like to call them additions to our life that aren't necessarily upon Jesus. And then sometimes when the storms come, what happens to that beautiful addition we work so hard on? Right? Okay? So Christians, this is for us too. We have to make sure everything Jesus, what, what do you want my family to look like? Jesus, what do you want my finances to look like? Jesus, what, what do you want my future to look like? Like, it's all got to run through him.
Okay, so that's first and foremost. Build your life on Jesus, not on yourself. Secondly, uh, guys, I want to challenge you with this. Uh, to practice what Jesus teaches. To practice what Jesus teaches. Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, that's the phrase, is like a wise man. Um, can I tell you guys a little myth uh, in the church today? <laughs> I'm going to call it the myth of discipleship. All right? I love you guys. I think discipleship is really important. I had a whole conversation with John this morning for about half an hour over discipleship. However, I believe the church has mythologized discipleship. I really do, right? Because you know the early church? You know what they had? They had like a letter, like for long spans of time. Like somebody wrote the church a letter. And they're like, hey, let's just study this one letter, right? They would talk about what they knew about God. Some of them were Jewish, so they had the whole background. And they're like, oh, this is how that letter must fit into our big story, right? Like, and Jesus is the fulfillment of that. But like it wasn't, like they didn't have all the stuff we have. And so today in the church, I think, man, sometimes we think, man, I got to learn more, I got to learn more, I got to learn more, I got to learn more. And Jesus is like, I didn't say that. I said, do what I tell you. I said, just take what I have told you and do what with it? Put it into practice. And sometimes, man, listen, I, I, I've been knowing some of you for a long time. Some of you should be leading Somewhere. You should be teaching somewhere. You, you can't say, but I don't know. How long have you followed? You know enough? Just grab a feller and be like, hey, dude, here's how you pray. It's not that hard. You, you don't have to have a degree. You don't, like, like we have fooled ourselves into some kind of myth. Like, man, early people were like, I am a sinner. They heard Jesus preach and the Holy Spirit came upon them. They said, that's it. I want Jesus. And they didn't even know what it meant yet. They learned like a month or two at a time. Here's a letter. Like, wow. Early Christianity was kind of like Blue's Clues. I think I got a letter. Okay. Some of you go look it up, all right? Before Bluey, it was Blue's Clues, and it rocked. You don't necessarily have to know more and more and more and more. It's good that you do. I mean, we're, we're here. Um, our goal is to equip you uh, as the saints to do what God wants you to do. But ultimately, here is what, here's what discipleship is about. It's about Matthew 7, 24 through 28. It's about putting into practice what Jesus teaches. That's discipleship. And if you do, check this out, this is cool. If you do, everything you build will be unshakable. It'll be tested Bible actually talks about it being tested through the fire, but if you built it on Jesus, it will withstand the test. Amen? I don't know about you, but I hated it when I spent hours stacking cards or dominoes only to have someone walk by and go, and, I don't want to spend my life doing that. Do you want to spend your life in futility, building on stuff that doesn't matter, and all it takes is a wind or a storm, and it just collapses? I don't want to do that. I, just for one, I don't want to redo anything I've done, amen? Anybody want to go back and start all over? No! Earn this, gray hair. Let's go. Hope and I talked about that today. This week we were away and we saw some little families with babies and she's like, do you ever want to go back and redo that? I was like, no. No. Grandkids will be soon enough, all right? Guys, don't waste your time. Do not waste your life. Build it upon 
Jesus, do what he says. Just do it. You will be shocked. You will be shocked at the results. Can I pray for you? All right, let's do that. Would you bow your heads? Father, thanks for loving us. Um, man, thank you for your word. I, 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 God, I, I'm so grateful that just uh, in the craziness of all that life has been lately that um, you were kind enough to let me sit with this passage over the last couple weeks, uh, that you were kind enough to reveal yourself in it, King Jesus, that, that you're our rock, um, that we are the shifting sands. God, for anybody here that's been building an area of their life upon how they feel or what they think or what they think somebody else thinks, I pray today would be the end of that. And they would say to you right now, Jesus, just tear that down and let's start with what you think. God, would you help them do that? If there's somebody here that doesn't know you, they've not built their life upon you, they've heard that passage, they've heard that, that maybe they heard that judgment was coming, they're like, I don't want any part of that. God, I pray today would be the day that they reach out to somebody and say, help me find Jesus. I want to build my life on him. How do I do it? And God, put that person in their path to answer that question. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.